Hello, and welcome to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 206. I'm Delane Vaughn, a board-certified family practice doctor, a former emergency room nurse, a veteran healthcare provider, and the host of this podcast. This podcast is for women who are not ready to let go of longevity, vitality, and vigor. It's for women that know that life is a gift, and they're not ready to start the downward spiral of disease and diabetes. This podcast is for badass women who may master hard things in their profession and their family life and in all other areas of their life, but they can't seem to master chocolate cake. If that's you, let's talk. Today, we're going to talk about when you feel like that's just the way you are, or it's just like that. If you have these thoughts and they float through your brain occasionally, this, we are, I am talking to you today. I want to make sure that we are live on YouTube. I'm not sure that we are right now. Um, my computer is acting funny, so I'm going to keep recording the podcast and I can always upload the video. I hope nobody is waiting on the YouTube channel. I Every so often, I think I'm winning. I'm winning at everything happening on the, on the like technology. And then like, it just kicks me in the teeth and it knocks me down. So that's probably what's happening here. It says that I'm live on YouTube. I hope that I am. Um, I hope that people aren't hanging out there and waiting. I know that some people try to sign in and there's tech issues for them too. And I hope that I'm not adding to that tech issue. So, okay. We are going to talk about when you feel like it's just like that today. Before we get started though, I do want to remind you, if you're on medications for your type two diabetes, you've been medicated for the way you've eaten in the past. If you change the way you eat, your meds are gonna need to change too. You need to have a open line of communication with your medical provider who's prescribing those meds so that you know how to get them your list of blood sugars and they know how they're going to get information back to you to guide you on how to adjust your medications as you need less of them. This is very important, some of the meds that you're taking may cause you to have too low blood sugars. Those low blood sugars, because you change the way you eat, those low blood sugars can actually make you very sick that involve hospitalization and sometimes even death. This can be dangerous. So make sure you have a clear line of communication open with your medical provider. I also want to ask you to rate the podcast. If you're finding help from this podcast, if you're getting amazing results, and I'm going to share uh, podcast listeners' results with you here in a moment, but if you're getting those kinds of results, please rate the podcast. The more people that rate the podcast, the more pod the podcast is put in front of others, the more it gets to other people so they can get the same help that you're getting. So if you're finding help from this podcast, please rate it. Um, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. You can find me at Delane MD on both places. There's also a Facebook group. It's a private group. It's called Delane MD Reversing Diabetes. Ask for access to that. That's a fun group. Fun, a bunch of people in there, great souls in there, helping each other out, posting things, posting food, asking questions, answering questions. I get in there, I answer questions. I also do, um, I'm going to be doing next week a um, coaching live in there. So that'll be an event that's available to people in that group. So check that out if that's something that you find think would be helpful for you. Um, it's available to you. I am also offering a reverse your diabetes assessment for any woman that's interested. If you are a woman with type 2 diabetes and you're worried and frustrated and confused about why you can't fix it, there's help. 
These assessment calls are 45-minute calls where you and I will discuss your specific obstacles to reversing your diabetes. By the end of the call, you'll know what your biggest obstacle is and why you haven't been able to overcome it. If you're interested, you can also find out more about how we would work together in my group program so you can get group help, but also you get one-on-one -on -one support in that group program to help you reverse your diabetes and help you along that journey. You can set up these assessment calls at calendly.com forward slash DelaneMD. So that's Calendly, it's C-A-L-E-N as in Nancy, D-L-Y.com forward slash DelaneMD. That's D-E-L-A-N-E-M-D if you don't know that already. You can always email me too, Delane at DelaneMD.com. Um, email me, we'll get you set up for one of those calls. All right, so an email from Nikki. Hi, Dr. Delane. I recently discovered your podcast after discarding all of my meds for diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. They were killing me with side effects. Let me preface this by saying I'm a 53-year-old female. I had my A1C down around 5.6 from 8.3 with Ozempic and Metformin. My blood pressure was borderline and my cholesterol was still high. I kept the Dexcom and I had lost 28 or 28 pounds in one and a half years since I was diagnosed. I broke my ankle though around the same time and immediately gained back 15 pounds. I fell off the wagon for about three months and ate what I wanted. I decided it was time to step up my game and I found your podcast. I listened for a couple days and I put my Dexcom back on. Whoa, I'd look at food and get a spike. My morning blood sugars were in the 150s. That was 10 days ago. Over the past 10 days, I've listened to your podcast while driving to and from the office. While in the office, it played, and while I slept, it played. Hey, who knows? I think that's hysterical. I would totally do something like that. She went on to say, I'm listening for the third time now. I've stepped up my game big time. Your podcast motivates me, and I love your voice. It's soothing. That's crazy. My children never say that. Today, my 10-day glucose average is 124. I did cheat with one bowl of Special K and it spiked to over 200. I had one sugary drink the other day thinking I deserved it due to a five mile five miles that I walked that day, but it wasn't worth it. I have had a great grapefruit to help keep my blood sugar in check. I take one half at a time with some protein. I fast for 16 hours. I have salads with walnuts and goat cheese or similar for lunch. I cook dinner for my family and I just skip the bread and the pasta and the rice, but my family's on board for skipping the din dinner also. Last night I made Parmesan chicken or chicken Parmesan, sorry, with grilled chicken and a green salad. I didn't even miss the pasta. I decided it's the sauce that I crave, not the pasta, and I make it without sugar. I made meatballs and sauce and veggies too. I didn't miss the pasta. I made stuff, stuffed pepper soup without rice, but nobody missed the rice. They said it was the best soup I ever made. Taco salads, bunless burgers. What, what? I cook what I like and alter where necessary, which is brilliant that she does this. I love this, Nikki. Thank you for putting that out there. That is such a brilliant strategy. Thank you for trying it out. And I love that you're getting amazing results with it. Nikki goes on to say the cravings are calmed with a teaspoon or with a tablespoon of unsweetened peanut butter. Sometimes I'll crush with some berries and I'll pretend it's a PB&J sandwich without the bread. Or I'll add chia seeds and some cocoa powder with cinnamon and some coconut milk and vanilla and I let it sit for a bit. It's like pudding. When I'm desperate, I'll add some monk fruit or some stevia, but I'm not a fan and prefer it less sweet. I also have low thyroid, Crohn's, uh, Crohn's uh, colitis, psoriasis, and fatty liver, so I'm anxious to see if this helps. I want to thank you for the podcast. I know my numbers will continue to drop and my body will continue to heal. I'm signed up for two 5K races now to keep me moving and I'm dragging my friends and family with me. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki, 
you are so welcome. And I want to thank you for one, giving yourself permission to do this work, to try these things out. And two, for sending me these emails. These emails are amazing. This is why I do the podcast. I love hearing when people have success just from listening to the podcast. I definitely see success with my clients and I love that as well. Um, but I put this podcast out because I really truly believe in my soul of souls that everybody should be able to live diabetes free and live naturally healthy lives unattached to the healthcare community in America. And so that's what this podcast is really for. And this is kind of what we're talking about today. We're talking about the obstacles that we believe and how to kind of move past them. We, I see all of the reasons that we, that women don't fix their type two diabetes is just an obstacle. Sometimes we decide not to move past them and that's fine. And sometimes we want to move past them, but we don't even see what's happening as an obstacle. I see these obstacles as simply hurdles or speed bumps that we have to figure out how to navigate around. If we want to navigate around them, that's available to us. If we don't, it keeps us stuck. It keeps us sick. I like to believe these obstacles, if we we're solving a puzzle, it would just be something that we had to solve within the puzzle. It's easy peasy. This allows us when we see this is just something I have to work around. This is just something I have to solve for. It allows us to get past the confusion and start moving forward a bit. Obstacles are things that I talk about here on the podcast a lot. Things like self-sabotage or cognitive distortions or ind uh, indulgent thoughts and things like I don't have enough time, those kinds of things. These are all recent podcast topics. It's topics that I've talked about where I've talked about obstacles. So one of the most unfortunate thoughts that I have heard from women and that I think it's unfortunate because it truly does keep you stuck and it kind of keeps you blind that it's even an option to not be stuck. But I hear it from women and I hear it a lot. It is the thought, I am just like this. It's just the way I am. I like to eat multiple meals per day. I don't like to do fasting. It's just the way I am. I don't like vegetables. It's just the way I am. I really need bread in my meals. Every single meal, I'm going to have to have some kind of starch. It's just, I'm just like that. Or I don't like to exercise. I'm just like that. Sometimes it sounds like this is just the way it is. It's, you know, this, that's a variant of, I'm just like this. It's just the way I am, right? This is truly the equivalent of saying I'm diabetic. I'm just like that. It's just the way it is. As if there's no agency for any change. There's no agency for anybody to make a change when they're believing. I'm just like that. This thought actively removes options for you. And it removes any even like the ability to see that something else is available for you. Okay. It definitely keeps you stuck and it definitely keeps you sick. And it seems like you're just reporting the facts. It seems so innocent. It seems like as factual as I have brown eyes. I'm just like that. I have blonde hair. I'm just like that. I have a mole on my face. It's just the way it is. I have stretch marks from my pregnancy. It's just like that, right? The kick in the teeth about those examples that I just listed, it's almost rude. Most of us see all of the things that I just listed, brown eyes, blonde hair, mole on my face, and stretch marks. We see these as characteristics and they are genetic, right? Genetics dictate our hair color, our eye color, where we grow a mole, how our skin manages stretching and whether we develop stretch marks. We all know that those are genetically modified or genetically mediated. Those are genetically dictated in our bodies. And we know we can change them, right? Like that's the root thing. Like we're like, yeah, I can change my eye color. I can change my hair color. I can get a mole removed. I can get my stretch marks treated, right? 
we can get different contacts for our eyes and many people do. We can color our hair and many women do, right? Many men do. We can get moles removed. We can get skin treatments to treat our stretch marks and remove them, right? We all know and believe without a shadow of a doubt that those things that are genetically dictated can be changed. But somehow, I like bread. I'm just like that. There's no room for change. Or I don't like to exercise. It's just the way it is. It's like it's set in stone for all time. See the dichotomy here. Many people will say that type 2 diabetes is genetic, and maybe there is genetic player on that. I'm not going to deny that there's any genetics. But the overwhelming majority of type 2 diabetes, like what causes it 85 to 90% of the time, is lifestyle and diet. You clean that up, suddenly you don't have that problem. It's almost like women see their love of bread or their aversion for feeling hungry or their aversion to vegetables or exercise as more permanent than their eye color is, which is just insane to me. Like your eye, I'm a brown eyed girl always, right? Yes, I can get contacts and cover it up. And women, I mean, we run around and we're like, yeah, but I can, I can do some alterations there, but I can't do anything with bread, vegetables and exercise, okay? So what I want you to see is this, this, it's just the way I am. I don't like bread, it's just the way I am, is a thought, it's optional and it can be changed. So I think one of the most imperative questions for people to ask themselves, what is it costing you to keep these thoughts? That question is so powerful because we are all exchanging something for the thoughts that we have. For this thought particularly, you're exchanging something to keep the thought. It's just the way I am. It's just like that. I'm just that way. You're exchanging something for that. So I want you to figure out what you're exchanging. There's always an exchange, right? There's an exchange for all the things we do. If you eat a salad, you're exchanging the taste of pizza or the, the enjoyment of pizza for the health of a salad, okay? If you eat the pizza, you're exchanging your health for the pizza, okay? If you go to Disneyland, you're exchanging money for the experience of Disneyland. If you go to a movie, you're exchanging time and money for the experience of the movie. If you go to work, you're exchanging time for a paycheck. If you sleep late, you're exchanging a little extra rest for the feeling of being rushed. That's what you're going to get from that little extra rest is a feeling of being rushed, okay? There's always an exchange, always. So I want you to ask yourself, what is the exchange you're making in order to hold on this thought, okay? Are you keeping with the practice thought of, I can't eat that way, I can't eat healthy, I'm just not like that. In exchange for something, what is that? Is it for your health? Is it for your goals? Is it for the next level of you? Are you keeping that thought in exchange for proof that you can be different, that you can grow, that you can become? Are you exchanging that thought, holding on to it in exchange for extra years of your life? Are you holding on to that thought in exchange for comfort in your physical body? Are you holding on to that thought in exchange for assurance of your health? Are you holding on to that thought in exchange for fun times with your family, going to places and doing things that you're unable to do right now because of your health? What are you exchanging in order for you to keep this thought? If it was your eye color, you'd exchange money for colored contacts and time to put them in. If it was your hair color, you'd exchange the same money for the hair color and have somebody do it and the time to get your hair colored. If it was a mole on your face, you'd exchange money to get it removed and time and a little discomfort to get it taken off. 
If it were stretch marks, it'd be the same. It'd be money, time, and a little discomfort. There's always an exchange. So what are you exchanging in order to keep this thought? And then it's really simple. Are you willing to make the exchange? If so, friend, go forward and don't look back, <laughs> okay? If you're like, yeah, I want to exchange my health, these experiences of my family, my longevity, the things that I want to be and do in life, I want to exchange all of them in order to keep the thought that I just like bread, it's just the way I am. Then that's fine. There's no shame or anything wrong with that. I know there's a lot of judgment maybe in society about that, but if that's truly what you decide and a lot of people do decide, they're like, no, I want the chocolate cake, just keep giving me insulin. There's nothing wrong with that. Decide it, be clear about it and go forward. But many, this I will offer that we do this with vacations. We do this with money all the time. We exchange money for a Disney vacation. We go to Disney, we have a blast and we don't look back, okay? But what we do with our health and the foods that we eat is we tend to waver back and forth. Should I have done it? Should I not have done it? Do I wanna do it? Do I not wanna do it? And we keep stuck in the space and the cycle of never making decision. And we don't know if we're making the right exchange. So we go back and forth. With money, we don't do any of that. Like we're like, I spent it, I bought a pair of shoes, the money's gone, these shoes are fabulous, boom, done, okay? We decide that we're willing to make the exchange, we make the exchange and we just go forward. We don't ever look back. Women will feel miserable about their health. They'll feel bogged down with frustration, confusion, and worry. It grows into guilt and shame because they're back on this waiver, <laughs> this back and forth, this oscillation about whether they've done the right thing with the exchange. They frequently will want to be healthy, but they're not willing, like they expect, they, and again, it's, a, it's like something, I think I should be healthy. Everybody thinks I should be healthy, right? We're not willing to drop the thought though, I'm just like it, I like bread, so I can't be healthy. Okay. We don't see that it's optional. And since we're just, I'm just like this, like that's what we say. And we see that, you know, women who get in this miserable bogged down place, they see, I'm just like that. It's the reason I'm sick, but I should want to be healthy. All of those things breed that guilt and that shame. So what I want to offer to you is I've got news for you, friend. It's all optional. It's all optional. It is totally possible to change your thoughts and beliefs. And likely you've already done this in other areas of your life. Maybe with your mother-in-law or something like you didn't like her when you first got married or whatever. And over the years, your thoughts about her have shifted to where there's some love and companionship there. Okay. We do this all the time. We just don't see that it's happening. We think it's serendipitous and there is a strategy to changing these thoughts. There is a strategy you can put in place that's very straightforward and gets you from thought A to thought B much more quickly than letting years of time just serendipitously set into your brain and changing a thought, okay? The first step is again, again ask what the exchange is and if you want to make that exchange. There is a way to move from I'm just like this to a different thought. And it's likely a thought you already have, but it will serve your goals better. This is a self-coaching tool. So pay attention. I want you to learn this. This is something I hope that all of my clients learn is these self-coaching tools so that they can do the things that I do as a coach for themselves long-term. Okay. So currently your thought looks like bread. You have a circumstance, bread, bread exists in the world. You have a thought that says, I needed all my meals. I'm just like that. And that feeling from, I needed it all my meals, I'm just like that, 
is this low level powerlessness, right? Like it's out of your control. I'm just like that. There's like this futility or even might be a numbness that comes along. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm just like that. Your action is you continue to eat the bread and your result is you continue to have evidence that you're just like that. And there's never going to be any change from that space. Okay. So the question to ask yourself is what else is true? In this situation, what else is true about bread? The first question is what's the exchange? And the second question is what else is true? These are things you already know about the bread. And if you didn't already have these things in your head, you wouldn't be justifying why you eat bread by, I'm just like that. Okay. So see that there are thoughts like, why are you having to tell somebody I eat bread? I'm just like that. You're having to tell somebody you eat bread. You're just like that because somebody may have said, I cut all the bread out of my diet because I want to fix my diabetes. And you're like, I like bread. I'm just like that. <laughs> so what you're hearing is this other thing that might be true. Like, oh, if you cut bread out of your diet, maybe you don't have these illnesses. So I want you to ask yourself, what else is true about bread? And there are things that you already know, that you already believe, okay? This is where coaching and self-coaching is so imperative. Coaching with a coach is great because it teaches you these tools and it helps you perfect them so that you can use them on your own time. But having another set of ears in the beginning to hear your story and determine which parts are optional and also which parts are BS because you cannot see that. Okay. Sometimes you have to have that other set of eyes. I used to say this about doctoring. It's the most ridiculous story. Gentlemen, I'm sorry if you're listening. This is probably going to be uncomfortable a little bit, but I would, I used to Botox a lot. I used to use a lot of Botox. I haven't done it in over a year now, but I would use Botox and I would get so frustrated when I would have to go and pay for Botox because it was expensive or more expensive than I wanted to pay for maybe, um, more expensive than the exchange I wanted to make. And I would say to myself, I'm a doctor and I was a nurse. I'm really good with a needle. I know how to use a needle. I can do my own Botox. And I was saying this to a friend of mine who's also a physician. And I was like, girl, why can, why can we not do our own Botox? Like what, what's wrong with that really? And she said to me, listen, there are a few things that you can't do on your own. You can't do your own Botox and you can't do your own pap smears. And I was like, oh, fair enough. There are just some things you cannot do on your own. And there are some thoughts that we cannot see on our own. And that's where we really need a coach. And that's where coaching is so imperative and helpful. But there is a lot of self-coaching that you can do. Okay. Certainly with training, certainly with practice, you can start to see your thoughts more for what they are. You can see how they're blocking you. In the beginning, definitely helpful to have somebody guide you. But as you practice and practice and practice, there's some of this work that you certainly can do yourself. What you end up realizing, you know, I've coached now since 2017 is when I first signed with a coach. And I think in 2018, I became certified as a coach. So I've been doing this for a number of years. And for the most part, I can do my own self-coaching. But then there are some times that I'm like, this thought is just too sticky. This thing is too sticky and I need somebody to help me through it. And I just literally reached out to my business coach yesterday and sent her a message saying, Hey, I know, I know that this is optional. I just can't seem to get something that moves me forward. Okay. Some of it's work you can do on yourself. And that's what I'm hoping you're learning here, but some of it, you need an extra set of eyes to really see through your BS and really, um, help you move beyond these thoughts. So the take home from this, if you have the story, friends, if you have the story that sounds like, I like it, it's just the way I am. 
I can't let go of chocolate. It's just the way I am. I like it. It's almost like our identity. I identify as somebody who eats foods that makes me sick. So that's a thought and it's optional. I want you to ask yourself, what is keeping this costing me? Like, what is the exchange I'm making? And if you decide that the, that the exchange, like the Botox, right? Like I've decided like the money is not worth the exchange anymore. I'm not willing to make that exchange. If you decide it's an exchange you don't want to make anymore, then I want you to ask yourself, what else is true about this? Because that's going to pull up thoughts that you already have. Okay. If you know that these thoughts, these types of things are what keeps you from fixing your diabetes, what keeps you going back to foods that make you sick. Again, the women I work with are amazing successful women. They have mastered businesses, they're professionals, they have, you know, these amazing careers that they've mastered. They've mastered being professional women and mothers and spouses and adult children to their parents who are sick and they've navigated all these things. They've done all of these things that are challenging things and they can't seem to master chocolate cake. If you know that your health would be vastly improved if that wasn't the case, if there was a certain food that you could just let go and get out of your life, if you could just stop eating blank, if you know that your health would be improved with that, there is help for you. That's what I help women with. Set up that reverse your diabetes assessment call. It's the first step in moving towards being diabetes free. Again, you can find it at the Calendly link. It's www.calendly.com forward slash Delane MD, or you can send me an email, Delane at Delane MD. I hope this was helpful. I hope it fed over to YouTube. If you are, if you've not already subscribed to my YouTube channel, subscribe to it so you can get these um, when I go live, when and if I go live. Um, if you've put a question in the YouTube chat box, I will come back to it and I will answer it here shortly. All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.